0: Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Today, a marketing executive takes us inside a multicultural advertising campaign, but first, all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. We have a lot of sales results to talk about, US and global, luxury and use, so listen closely, don't want you to leave confused. First off, the luxury sales race is tightening. Tesla's new vehicle registrations in the U.S. surged in November. And the boost is bringing the automaker closer to potentially dethroning BMW as the luxury sales champion. That's according to data from Experian. Tesla does not report monthly or even quarterly U.S. sales of its vehicles, so analysis of state vehicle registration data by companies like Experian is about the only way to see how the EV specialist is doing against its rivals in the market. But it takes some time. This week we learned that November registrations showed Tesla closing to within 15,000 of BMW, 303,000 to 318,000, Sales and registrations don't track perfectly, but since the German company reported total 2021 deliveries of less than 337,000, Tesla could catch it in December if it repeats its performance from November when more than 42,000 new Teslas were registered. We should have those results in about a month. On a global scale, BMW brand reported record deliveries of 2.21 million vehicles in 2021, That's more than double Tesla's global total. Volkswagen Group, however, posted its lowest volume in 10 years. In 2021, it sold 8.9 million vehicles. And the automaker says it expects supply chain conditions to remain challenging in the first half of this year. Back to the U.S., the number of used vehicles sold jumped to a record last year. Cox Automotive estimates that overall used vehicle sales in 2021 finished at 40.9 million. That's an increase of about 10% compared with 2020. Of that figure, an estimated 22.2 million were vehicles sold by dealerships and other retailers to consumers. That was also an all time record those marks may stand for a bit. In a preliminary forecast, Cox says 2022 volume will come in below those two numbers, and analysts say they expect used vehicle volume to soften more in subsequent years as reduced new vehicle production in 2020, 2021, and 22 will cut down on the number of vehicles available for the used market. On the corona front, Volkswagen Group's China unit says it has temporarily idled an assembly plant and a components factory in the city of Changjin. that, due to recent COVID-19 outbreaks there, Toyota this week also idled its joint venture plant in Tianjin. VW jointly operates its assembly plant with FAW Group. Europe's largest automaker says it hopes to resume output very soon and catch up on lost production. Still on the virus, about 70 South Korean nationals who attended CES last week in Las Vegas have now tested positive for COVID-19. Sources telling a South Korean newspaper that multiple Hyundai Motor and Hyundai MOBIS employees tested positive after returning to South Korea. Reuters also reported that employees from Samsung and SK Group also tested positive. Nevada health officials said they do not have evidence linking those cases with CES. Many automakers and suppliers switched to a virtual format for the show, pulling out of the physical event due to concerns during a surge in COVID-19 spurred by the Omicron variant. That's the news you need to know. Now, let's take a look inside a new marketing campaign for a brand trying to expand its fan base from baby boomers and Gen X to millennials, also known as Generation Y. In a modern office setting, a middle-aged guy in a suit tells a younger woman that if you want to succeed, you've got to hustle. After his intense explanation, she stands up, extends her hand, and says they'll get back to him. The storytelling jujitsu is part of the new campaign for the Lexus NX, a campaign that focuses on younger buyers and includes distinct appeals to demographic groups. To find out more about the process behind it, I reached out to Vinay Shahani, the Vice President of Marketing for Lexus. Vinay Shahani, welcome to Daily Drive. Hey, thanks, Jamie. It's great to be with you. So you just launched a new campaign for the Lexus NX, one of the most popular luxury compact crossovers in the US. Why hustle for what matters? Why is that the right message for millennials or Zoomers or whoever you're aiming for?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we could have gone a lot of different way, a lot of different directions, creatively speaking. Um, I think maybe starting with a little bit of the backdrop of where we are as a brand can help kind of inform and make it make more sense for you. Um, you know, obviously, Lexus is a 33-year-old brand. And, uh, you know, we've done really well in the United States, starting out with just, you know, two models in 1989. And, through product proliferation and moving into other segments, um, you know, we've kind of grown it to a number of different models in a lot of different segments. Um, I think we've done a really nice job with um, penetrating the baby boomer and Gen X market to a large extent. Uh, you know, the baby boomers have kind of helped us uh, to get to where we are today. Um, but we know that in the next few years, um, you know, Gen Y specifically will be the largest consumers of luxury vehicles in the United States. Um, And frankly speaking, we haven't done that great of a job with that demographic. Um, So we knew that we had a bit of a burning platform. And, you know, one of the reasons why we didn't do so well, I think is our infotainment as an example, Um, you know, technological advancements tends to be a higher priority in terms of consideration for these types of vehicles. Um, we didn't have a great system in the past. We have a phenomenal system with Lexus interface that was developed by our team locally here in the United States, the Toyota connected technologies team. Um, so with this intuitive, uh, system that is technologically advanced, simple to use either via touch or via voice, we now have something that I think younger people would really appreciate. And when you pair that with what we're doing from a Uh, model lineup perspective with the NX, like the plug-in hybrid, the hybrid, the turbocharged models, we now have this lineup that I think is really ideal for trying to uh, conquest some of these younger buyers. So that's kind of the strategic backdrop. Um, I think hustle for what matters for us is about recognizing who these people are. Um, These younger folks, they're ambitious, they're driven to succeed in the things that matter deeply to them. Um, and they're really good at prioritization. You know, we saw that the pandemic especially has kind of enunciated that even further. Um, these people, um, didn't let the pandemic stop them from achieving their goals. You know, it pushed them to prioritize and focus on what they personally need and want. And we felt like this, this platform hustle for what matters really helps, um, kind of get in front of them in a way that we think is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it speaks to them as, you know, strivers and achievers, but also their values, I guess it seemed.
1: That's exactly right. And, um, you know, what we try to show is through these different stories in broadcast and largely, you know, in digital media, you know, how the NX is this compact luxury SUV that really caters to their emotional desires and their individual needs. And, you know, we kind of position the NX as kind of a, I don't know what I would call a co-conspirator on the path of success and whether it's <laughs> helping them back into a tight parking spot with their smartphone, as you probably saw in a couple of the executions or, you know, latching the door to prevent a collision with a bicyclist, bicyclist that's approaching from the rear. Um, we think that it's a, it's a cool way to showcase who we are as a brand, but at the same time, how this product and some of the features will will kind of align with their uh, their life stage.
0: So I wanted to ask also about the multicultural nature of the campaign. You have versions uh, targeting Black, Hispanic, East Asian, Asian Indian, and LGBTQ audiences. Were they all produced by different agencies or different teams within a single agency?
1: Yeah, so uh, the ecosystem that we have within Lexis Marketing um, is not unlike probably many other brands where we have multiple agencies that we work with. Our transcultural affluent uh, agency of record is Team One. We've been with Team One for 33 years, you know, since the the start of the brand. Uh, We also have a couple of other ad agencies that we work with. Um, Walton Isaacson uh, handles uh, Black targeted, Hispanic targeted, as well as LGBTQ. And then we have the IW group that handles all things Asian, whether it's uh, East Asian or Southeast Asian. Um, And basically the way we work is, you know, we brief them together in terms of what we're trying to achieve with the model. Um, And then they come back to us with uh, ideas on how we can leverage a central platform, but do it in a way where we're respecting some of the cultural nuances of some of these specific groups that we're targeting. Ultimately, the challenge for us is making sure that it all fits together. But frankly, our agencies are so great. They know us so well and they've worked with us for so long that, um, you know, it's, it's a very collaborative environment. Um, they can riff off of each other. Uh, they take ideas and uh, kind of work with each other to, to bring them to life. So it's kind of a, a really nice um, environment that we have in terms of the culture that kind of transcends across the entire group, if you know what I mean
0: hmm I was intrigued that the, the Asian ones uh, made kind of a wordplay on NX, uh, NX level and Next level. Was that something you considered using more widely?
1: Yeah, we did. Um, and, and you'll see that in certain digital executions, we do kind of use that in a, in a broader sense. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I think works really well for the spots that they created. Um you know, in terms of really trying to characterize uh, some of these um, Southeast Asian and East Asian consumers in the uh, types of activities that they enjoy to be part of. Um, but I don't think that, you know, just looking at broadcast, we could have just taken that and used it in every single execution because mm-hmm. it, it frankly wouldn't necessarily fit for all of them. Um, but you're right, it did have an interesting parallel to the name of the vehicle that we liked, and, and obviously we kept it for uh, for those two executions. So
0: one of the things I found really intriguing uh, in these spots is how do you navigate, I guess working with your agency, you know, how do you navigate the overt representation and how and how that needs to connect with the target audience and how... You, if at all, you try to also communicate with the rest of the market in those spots.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always a little bit of a balance. Um, you know, we we tend to try to reflect this diverse market that we serve. Um, you know, in the United States, it, it, you've heard the term melting pot, which is probably an overused cliche. Um, you know, I, I think that every single uh, creative execution that we do, we think about. You know, who do we want to have in each of these creative executions? What are they doing? How are they leveraging the technology, the vehicle in their lives, in their lives, rather? So I think that, um, you know, there's always um, a little bit of cultural nuance that we need to respect in each of these um, specific targeted executions, but we also know that, um, there's a lot of cross consumption. So just because we target something uh, for the black audience, uh, doesn't mean that they're not going to see something that is sort of more transcultural affluent. So we know that there's a lot of crossover um, spillover, if you want to call it. So we have to make sure that um, in many cases, these are going to work in, in other uh, swim lanes, so to speak. Um, so it's, it's a, a little bit of an art, uh, that goes along with it. But, uh, you know, certainly I think our team learns uh, every time we do a new campaign that employs this kind of approach. Um, and in some cases, we'll take a spot that was targeted and then we'll run it in uh, the transcultural affluent, more broad general market. And that, that can work uh, well for us in many cases. And, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly open to doing that at times.
0: Yeah, aside from the Spanish language, it seemed like that could totally work with, with these ads.
1: Yeah, but even, yeah, that's a great point. Even the Spanish language one, uh, we will, in many cases, cut an English language version of that same spot uh, to give ourselves the flexibility. And, you know, after testing, you, you tend to get certain insights of what people say when they saw it. And uh, that can help open up some subsequent avenues uh, that you may not have seen possible uh, as you're in the development process.
0: Okay, Vinay Shahani, thank you so much for sharing uh, some of how you do your art with us.
1: All right. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Jamie.
0: That's Daily Drive for today. Please subscribe and make this show part of your daily routine. You can always get the most comprehensive news on the auto industry 24 hours a day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Fried for editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and to web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Jamie Butters. Now, get to work.